Hello and welcome to Good Darts. It's a podcast about darts. The quality of the podcast cannot be guaranteed. However, I bring you great news, my friends, because the Good Darts podcast is the 156th most popular sports-based podcast in Hungary. Yes, that's right. We have made it. I'm Dan Dawson. <laughs> Uh, Wayne Mardle is alongside me, brought to you by our friends at Low Six, the people behind the PDC Picks app. Uh, and it's a bit of a blank canvas this week, Wayne, because no darts has actually happened. So uh, instead no. of actually looking back or looking forward, uh, we have got a bit of Mervyn King. Uh, but for the sort of 10 minutes leading up to that, uh, I'm just going to leave it to Wayne Mardle to give us his interpretive dance number on the theme of the 1986 Embassy World <laughs> Darts final between Eric Bristow and Dave Whitcomb. Uh, Wayne, take it away. <laughs> you are an absolute lunatic. And you say there's been no darts then, but there has. What, there what has. darts has there been? Because well, tell I, me about it. I, I played I played Mrs. M oh, uh, you get a on? couple of nights ago. We we were having a darts evening. Uh mm. the, the, the dogs were in, in the uh the school, if you like, with us. We had we had uh, we were doing a bit of karaoke, a bit of dance. I won 17 1. Uh <laughs> just to <laughs> Just to put that into into context, Donna can actually throw as well. She hit four one eighties on the evening. Four, Dan. Mm, not bad. Four. Not bad. That's more than uh, I've ever d- hit. Doubling, doubling was atrocious, and mm. uh, doubling was atrocious. But uh, and mine was just a little bit better. But you know, seventeen one sounds pretty good. Mm. The the actual standard was abysmal. <laughs> well, I, I, I averaged I averaged the best part of of. 82 to 83 all night which look it it, it may it may get me in a county 18 mm. uh of, of today's today's kind of standard in county but it's not going to win me any games at q school so oh, do you want to I've yeah decided, you're scotching those rumors i've decided i'm not going to q school right well there we go that's an exclusive <laughs> that's an exclusive <laughs> It has been decided because this happens every year, doesn't it? Where somebody goes, oh. "Model's going to Q school," and then you have to just bat it off on social media for a yeah. several weeks. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the arm, the arm doesn't work like it used to. And do you know what else I noticed? Bear mm. in mind, I'm playing Mrs. Mardell in the comfort of of my own home, if if you will. Uh, we've drunk copious amounts of Negroni and champagne, and Dan, still, still, my guts were churning. Still, I found that I, I can't relax. I just can't relax to the point of Donna was giving it. Just relax. I said I can't. Yeah. I, I just can't. So I don't like competing. Just leave yeah. me alone. Well, you know what they say. They, yeah, they, it's always a, a well-known thing in sports. Sixteen-one is a very dangerous lead. You know, it's uh, a. <laughs> it's a, like a difficult it. one to get over like the line it. from there. Although, I mean, it's, it's some sort of like. Is this some sort of modern triathlon? Where, yeah, we've done the darts, the karaoke and the dancing. I mean, presumably Donna trounced you in the other two disciplines. So probably overall was yes. the winner. Yeah, okay. Well, good on, uh, yeah, good yeah, on she, Donna. She, she's the winner so far, but we've, we've, we've purchased a Nintendo Switch. And I've got to say, I've got to say, I, I, I'm very good at, at this <laughs> nonsense that happens with these childish games. I didn't realise that that curling, I, I, I had a knack for it. I didn't realise that I could actually uh, thwack a baseball out of the, the arena. Mm. Uh, I didn't realise that uh, table football was was so simple, as in all on the, the Nintendo Switch. I, I'm not plugging it because I, I got it for nothing. It cost me the best <laughs> part of 400 quid. And we got it yesterday. And already, Dan, I can mm. see the novelty wearing off by tomorrow. So... Uh, However, look at yeah, what you've achieved in that yeah. two-day spell, though. Uh, a master at oh, curling and baseball yeah. and boxing and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We do and, have... And chess. And chess. Chess is hilarious. Because, mm. yeah. because Donna doesn't know the rules, and I vaguely know the rules. <laughs> so it, it's very good. Hey, look, I'm done. Yeah. I got the yeah. shuffleboard out last night, and... Uh, Good man. Won that. Yeah, it's good. It's good. The, the Dutch know how to have a good time. I mean, very, yeah, they're a country with legalised drugs and prostitution. Of course they know how to have a good time. Dutch shuffleboard. <laughs> it's, the, it's the way forward. Um, we, we should talk about Q School, actually, because they have had an announcement. It's all changed up this year. So it's going to take place next month. You get the Q School preschool that you have to come through, and that will get you through into the yeah. second stage of it, where all the people who've dropped off the tour enter at that point so if you're sort of new to the system and you're coming you know you're a a complete you know person we've never heard of before like a jason lowe or whatever who's having to go through you're gonna have to play a lot of darts 
uh, to get yourself onto the tour. What do you make of the the structure of it, Wayne? Well, I, it's nothing to do with me, but I've, mm. I've been saying to, to Rod Harrington and anyone that listen within the PDC that it should have been like this from the start. It should have been one process. Uh, you've got to be successful at that, which is kind of the, the preschool to mm. get you to uh, to give you a chance to qualify. Just all turning up and, and having a good day, which some people have done throughout out the, the years. It, look, it's, I'm, I'm not knocking them, but having one good day doesn't make you good enough to, to play on tour. It just mm -hmm. doesn't. Uh, yeah. Go away and come back again and prove that you're good enough the following day. And then the day after that, maybe. And then if you're really doing well, then then the day after that. Look, I think it's been a long time coming and uh, credit to the PDC for getting it on. But is it definitely going to go ahead, Dan, in today's, uh, today's look, world? I, I, I don't know. It doesn't look like they'd be able to go ahead and do it from where we sit now, to be honest. But they're working on the assumption that they'll be able to. Yeah. We'll just, it's going to be the same as everything. Everything's just a movable feast, isn't it? It's like, this is how we're going, proposing to do it, and then two weeks ahead yeah. of it actually happening, they go, well, you're not yeah. allowed to, so it all just gets kicked down the line. Yeah. We'll, we'll just have For to wait and see. Yeah. But logistically, I, I obviously, I want it to, to go ahead for, for darts, but there's a lot of there's a lot of pounds invested by by the overseas players, whether they're going to the, the, the German qualifiers mm -hmm. or... Like as in the Europeans or, or coming over to England, there's there's a lot of people that that have taken time out of their their lives uh, to to give it a go. But what I do want to just a word of warning to absolutely anyone that that feels that right, I have won a tour card. I'm now a professional. No, you are not. No, no, you're not. It gives you a chance to be a professional. A professional means you're earning money through said sport, said endeavour, said whatever, and and you, you kind of don't do a, a, a lot else. And what I don't want to see is tour card holders that fight it out, grind it out, get a tour card and realise, ah, I've not got the money to actually play on tour. Mm. Yeah. Well, think about that before you go for it, please. Yeah. Please. Yeah, that's... That's always been a frustration, hasn't it, with people winning tour cards and then not being able or willing to take their place on the tour. Sometimes it's overseas players and you kind of understand that situation. You know, we've had it with some of the Asian players. Yeah. Jeff Smith himself, didn't he? He won a tour card and then couldn't really yeah. make use of it. Um, but I think things are probably changing a bit in that regard. Um, I, I've actually got a question yeah. for you, a completely separate topic. You've said before, if someone came around your house, they would have no idea that you were a darts player or involved in darts or anything like that. You don't have anything up that says darts. No. Anything. No. Right. No. Do you have any memorabilia at all from the sport? And if so... Yes. Not much. Uh, not not much. much. What's the weirdest... Have you got anything really weird? Uh, yeah, I have. What? What have yeah. you got? I, I've got someone... <laughs> Someone made me a Wayne Mardle doll. <laughs> no, like a, a knitted, a knitted doll. It's in, it's in the shed somewhere. All my, all my stuff is packed away in in boxes in a shed. Uh, that's probably mouldy now, but I, I don't. Yeah, and I've also got. Yeah, it. it What's what the likeness like? The doll. Right, hold on. Let me, let me. Right, it's it stands about. Right, I'm gonna try and. It stands about eight inches high mm -hmm. with just little kind of bare legs, if that makes sense. The tiny Be little legs. Bare legs? Yeah. As, as in, in legs like of a bear? Being... Yeah, yeah. You know how right. they would sit kind of on a, a little teddy bear? Those right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With like a bit of a, a fat torso that's got like uh, an Hawaiian shirt on. Just a, a generic Hawaiian sound, shirt. Hawaiian sounds shirt. pretty accurate so far. But it's all been cropped. <laughs> it's all been knitted. So, so every, not the shirt, not the shirt, of course, but the head, the head is, I'm gonna say, a hundred and fifty percent bigger than the body. <laughs> right. That's right. just one great big mass of wool. <laughs> that is, that's got like a, a bit of a, a a haircut similar to mine. So, mm. But it's like beige, beige wool with like brown hair. If that makes sense. Amazing. And 
she's clearly tried to to make it look like me clearly and it, mm. it kind of i'll have to i'll have to fish it out was somewhere. this just it's sent to you was this like pressed into your hand in person at an event somewhere yeah it was actually uh was it an exhibition and I, i'm apologetic the fact that i can't remember where it was i know it was up north somewhere it was yorkshire or lancashire that is all i know and uh it was during a break this woman kind of presented me with it and what said wait i made that? this especially for you especially for you it took me a few hours but i hope you can uh, enjoy it and just just it's just saying thanks for coming basically and i've looked at it and i'm like what the is that <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's quite for I, I can I haven't seen it for years. I have to say I haven't moved in in the last eleven years, and I haven't seen it in that long. But it's oh, quite funny. Please, I, please I dig it out. Funny. That is, I mean that that I thought I was weird because I had the flip flop that Jamie Caven wore at the Dutch Darts Masters in 2015 uh, when he broke his foot, so he had to play on stage Why using the like a sandal. Things. Random oh, things with you are just peculiar. What that like that I mean look, that is unique darts memorabilia. That is nobody. Look, if anybody's yes, got it is any, unique. yeah. Well, that's 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 good. I mean, admittedly, I don't have my own voodoo doll that somebody's knitted for me. <laughs> but if anybody else has got any weird darts memorabilia, do like get in touch. Do you own a, like an old John Henderson towel? Or I, I tell you what, I'd love the person who got the flight and stem that James Wade had that Phil Taylor threw into the crowd at the Masters one year. And it just broke James's yes. head, and he averaged seventy four yeah. and got done ten one. If you've got that flight uh, or stem yeah. or whatever it is he chucked in, that is a great piece of mem- uh, memorabilia. Or Isn't maybe it just yeah, oh wow, brilliant. Maybe you got Mervyn King to sign something of yours, like a piece of your anatomy, and then back in the nineties, take a photo, no. send it into us on Twitter. Uh, but for now, listen to the man himself. It's the recent runner-up of the Players' Championship Finals, former world master, and the most watchable man in darts, trademark Chris Murphy. It's the king, <laughs> Mervyn himself. These are the questions that you should be asking. Well, welcome to the podcast, Mervyn King. Uh, Merv, I've got a question for you. First one, has anybody on the planet right now thrown as many darts as you have? Because I reckon you've got to be really close to the top of the list, haven't you? <laughs> Um, I, I don't know. To be fair, I, mean, I, I would I wouldn't mind a pound for every one I've thrown. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that, well, thirty years as a pro, nearly. You've been playing since yeah. you were before a teenager, and you are famously yeah. the first person in the practice room for hours before you play the play your game. <laughs> so I, I genuinely think there aren't many people on the planet who've thrown more darts at a board than you have over the course of your life. It's no wonder you're good. <laughs> well, um, some say it's, um, I over practice, but. Uh... To be fair, I I think my game takes a little bit of practice. Um, you try throwing my darts; they're not easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I, I have. Although I, I do quite like your darts, I can't quite throw them like you. But have you tried the have, new ones yet? No, not yet. Although uh, my oh, good friend Chris mate, Murphy has got himself a set. Oh, 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 mate, they are the dog swingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tempted. I mean, I, I am riddled with dartitis at the minute. I haven't figured out how to, how to solve that oh, problem. No. But yeah, no. I know. I can sort that out for you. Well, that's it. You suffered from it, didn't you? I did, well, I say I can sort that out for you. I could, I could probably help, but uh, I'm not. I'm not saying I'll cure you of it. It's uh, it's between the ears, mate. That is. But uh, yeah, I can give well. you a fresh look at the the situation. That might help you a bit. Well, I may I may well take you up on that at some point. Have you always had the same approach to the game? I mean, you say you know you've, your game takes a bit of work. Have you always had that approach from even when you first started out? Um, I have, but. Uh, to be fair, it was uh, a lot easier when I was younger. Um, I mean, the, the natural talent was there in abundance, and uh, I, I didn't really think that I was that good when I when I was younger. But when I, when I look back on it, and uh, some of the games I'd played at a very young age, um, people weren't doing that in county A games, um, you know. And I'm thinking, well, I'm hitting thirty averages and. And people are winning county A games with twenty fives and twenty sixes. <laughs> you knew you were good young. I mean, what you started playing oh, at twelve, definitely. and then yeah, I started you were playing winning, at twelve. Yeah, winning your county leagues at fourteen or whatever, and hitting nine darts. I, I was I was playing my I played my very first county A game at fourteen. I was playing um, B at thirteen, Super League at thirteen. Um, hit my first nine darter at fourteen. How so does was, that even uh, work? I was like... very good at a very young age. 
how, how does that even work? Because, I mean, that's all going on in the pubs and everything. So is it just your dad who was, who was able to get you in and play the games when you were enormously underage? Or did just nobody care at the time? It's um, To be fair, back then, it was, if you were with an adult, um, nine times out of ten, you, you'd be able to go into a pub unless it was the smoking bar or whatever. Then you had to go into the lounge. A lot of the, the landlords knew that I was playing you know, I mean, it's yes, I suppose it was uh, against the the law as such, but I'm I'm sure even the uh, the top brass of the uh, the police wouldn't uh, bat an eyelid for just nipping in, playing one leg of dance and nipping out again. It's not as if I'm propping the bar up with a pint of lager at the age of 13 <laughs> years old, is it? No, um, it's quite an interesting one with you, Merv, though, because there's always this argument about natural talent, whatever that is, and whether practice is what turns you into an elite level player now you you very quickly became very very good and yet you've still put in such an enormous amount of work to get better and I remember you telling me that uh, I think we're at a Euro tour somewhere you were saying you know there's, there's a couple of players you know if if you gave me them to work with and they listened to what I had to say I could turn them into world champions do you do you believe mm, that definitely I mean you can name names if you want or you can keep it anonymous but what do you think you could do to players to turn them into far better players than they already are? I'd change their attitude towards the game and also the uh, attitude um, they've got after they play and maybe get knocked out of a tournament, um, their approach to practice. You think it's professionalism um, then, basically? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's uh, a lot of them, are, are, well, I say a lot of them, a few of them have got the real top-class game about them that we might not ever see. Mm. I mean, um, I've I've done all I can with myself to project myself to that those heights, if you like. Mm. Um, and to be fair, the last couple of months I'm, I'm seem to be getting even better. So I'm hitting more hundred averages when I'm playing than I used to. Where it'd be once or twice a year, but they'd always be round to the high 90s. Now it's 101, 102, but all of a sudden we're hitting 105s, 106s. Um, so maybe the change and also the uh, the love of the game has returned for me. Um, mm-hmm. So that helps to play better as well. Um, when you do something for a very long period of time, you go through highs and lows of... Um, liking it, loving it, hating it. So uh, <laughs> so I suppose when the, uh, the love of the game has come back, I, I, f- I want to practice, I want to play, I want to play well, and when I do play well, that fills me full of confidence, that makes me happy, which makes me want to practice. Um, <laughs> it's that vicious circle, do you know? Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, look, let's, let's, go, let's go way back. So in your BDO days, you... We, was it just darts you were doing then? Were you able to make a living doing that, or were you working alongside that? Um, darts was like the only thing I'd done for well since '97, I suppose. I, I mean, I, I'd done a little bit of um, building work when things didn't go quite as well, um, but I would say the majority of, of stuff. And also, when I got bored, which was uh, all my friends are at work, I've I've got up, had my breakfast, took the dog out, whatever, hit the practice board two or three hours, sat down and thought, hmm, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm. Um, okay, I'll go and have a game of golf. Oh, I can't play with anybody because they're all at work. Um, so it, it was a case of going back on the tools occasionally when I was getting bored of, of doing nothing apart from darts. It, it was... Um, there's only so much golf and fishing you can do on your arm. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I mean, much you're... better when you go with somebody. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's a similar story these last few months for you, isn't it? Because I mean, you've gone, you've gone back to doing, you've been doing some delivery driving over the last few months, just because. Yeah, still it, doing it, it as well. Yeah, were you doing it this morning? No, no, I'm working again Saturday. I should be working Sunday as well, the weekend, um, and then of course we've got the uh, the Masters coming up. If you're not throwing darts, it's what fishing. Golfing? Do you still go out on your motorbike? I wouldn't say I'm a fair weather rider, but uh, <laughs> but it, I only go out in the fair weather. Uh, it, no, no, no. It's, uh, <laughs> I, if it's um, chucking it down with rain, it stays in the garage. 
It's different if I ride it to a tournament, i.e. single finger, and it takes me eight and a half hours, nine hours from Calais to ride there. I remember Sindelfingen, um, where you'd rocked up on your bike, won the Euro Tour title, and then just rode off into the distance. Were you able to take the trophy with you? Could you fit that on the bike? I don't think there was one. Yeah, um, it was a, it was only a, um, a small one that laid flat, so that that went in the uh, one of the panniers. That was not a problem. I mean, we've seen you turn up to tournaments with the, uh, I'm, I'm going to use the word here and you're not going to like it, camper van before, haven't we, as well? <laughs> oh, the motorhome. Yeah. The motorhome, yeah, I know. I know you don't like it when I refer to it as a camper van. The motorhome, yeah. I'm, I'm not even sure. Do you just have to sort of hook that up and try and illegally abstract electricity and stuff from wherever venue we're having to play? Well, it, it, it's uh, not illegally. You, I, I make sure <laughs> I um, ask the question before I, I rock oh, okay. up. Okay, okay, uh, that's good. I make sure it's Okay. <laughs> Um, going back to your move to the PDC, uh, and I know we go, it's ancient history now, I realise that, but we're trying to get a sort of retrospective of your career, Merv. That must have been a strange time, because there was still quite a bitter divide amongst some people there. What was it like being at the centre of that? Because you were a very high-profile player as well, a couple of world finals, major titles under your belt, one of the real big beasts in world darts. And making that move must have been a very, I don't know, awkward situation. What was it like from your perspective? Um, very daunting to start with, I must admit. Um, to be fair, it was, um, I was a little bit apprehensive about it, but, uh, it's one of them things, my, my heart was with the BDO, because I, that's all I knew. Mm. I mean, I, I, when I first started playing Super League, that's to do with the BDO. So, I, I, I knew about the BDO at a very young age, and I, I, uh, grew up playing BDO darts and um, persisted in, in BDO darts and got better and better and went up the tiers and that's that's all I knew. So my, that's where my heart was. Um, but my head said PDC because of the professionalism and the, uh, the way it was growing and the prize money seemed to be going up better than the BDO. So... I, I had to sit down and thought, well, you know, I, I think it might be time to, to make a move because if you want to play the game professionally, you have to play PDC. It's to make a living at the game um, because when I was BDO, um, you know, a, a, lot of the, a lot of the time, you, you had to do a lot of exhibitions to even make ends meet unless mm. you were... Right at the top. Yeah, it's that word professionalism again, isn't it? And, and professional. Like, I remember uh, we had Peter on the podcast, Peter Wright, and he told us that the great story, which I think you told me originally, about you two playing pairs together against Bristow and you hit a 180 <laughs> from three different hockeys and then yeah. Peter won the game with a blind <laughs> double seven. Yes, now, remember it well. <laughs> I mean, it's an incredible story. If you haven't listened to that, anybody, go back and find the Peter Wright episode. It's a fabulous, <laughs> fabulous thing. But stories like that, that's incompatible with modern darts, isn't it? In a tournament that's actually, you know, that means something that people are playing because it's their job. You don't get... Do you feel that professionalism has somehow meant losing out on some of the characters and some of the stories and some of the, the things that happen in darts in, in the whole time that you've been involved in the game? Um, I, I would say yes, um, but it all depends what you want to do with the game, doesn't it? I mean, and also your own career. If if you want to be a professional dart player and make it your living and earn a good living at it, then you adhere to all the rules and you play PDC and you do the best you can. Um, there was a... Not not turn a blind eye so much at the, at the BDO, the... It was a lot more light-hearted. Um, it wasn't quite so serious until you got to the major tournaments. Even though you're you're playing in I don't know, let's say Sweden and Denmark in the country opens on tour to get your your points to get into the world championship. You're 54 years young, Merv. Um... I'm glad you said young. Yes, well deserved. <laughs> I mean, there's no there's no let up in your path. I know you missed out on on reaching the match play last year for the mm. first time. but I, And I know that the calendar kind of messed things up. But as soon as you suffered that sort of setback, we then see you in a major final again at the Players' Championship finals. 
it, it, your powers aren't waning, as you said earlier. You know, you're, you feel like, if anything, you might be getting a bit better at the minute. Well, I mean, it's um, it's not only my love of the game, it, it's the new equipment I'm using that um, Lee from Winmar has, has made for me. Um, it's uh, it's made me want to use them as well. Um, oh, shiny, shiny new, you know, and, <laughs> and we'll have a practice with these, and I'm thinking... Oh, hang on a minute. These are going rather nice. Um, I've been using them a couple of days. Ah, let's use them in the Grand Prix. <laughs> so that's what I've done. Um, I've been throwing them for a couple of days. Now, normally if somebody wants to change to a new set of darts, they go quite a few weeks before they even use them in a floor tournament, let alone on, a, on the stage. But uh, knowing me as you do... Um, I really don't care, and if I think that they're going to be better than the ones I'm using, I'll use them. <laughs> well, how do you see your role having changed over the years, Merv? I mean, when you first, you know, you start off as a, a young kid who's probably astonishing all these older players who played for decades in in the pubs and in the local leagues. Then you you become a real big noise in the BDO, one of the focal points for the game. I mean, it's, it's a long while you've been in the game. Do you feel that you've changed as a as a sporting figure in darts over that time. How do you see your role nowadays? Um, I don't really think about it, to be honest with you, Dan. I, I look at... Um, I think I'm harder to beat as a player now, mm. um, not just because I've, I've got better, but the, the actual... the way I think about the game and the way I um, play the game is, is different. I'm not so much of a flair player now, um, where I'd go... All of a sudden, I'd go 10, 11, 11, 10, and then go 15, 18, 21, dark legs. It, it's, now, yes, I might hit a few 11s and 10s, but I won't drop off to the extent where I start going into the 20s. Yeah, we all have them days where things don't go right, and, and you think, yeah, you know, I, I could have done so much better there, and, and you look at the average and think, oh, that was pants. I played to the best of my ability every time I go to the hockey. Um, if it's good enough, great. If it isn't, then I watch. But, I mean, I, I just class myself as a player. I, I don't I don't really have the opportunity to do anything else. I mean, there, there isn't... Um, there isn't the need for helping other players because you mention it to them, they, they think you're um, taking the pee or they think you're... Uh, belittling them as a person or a player, um, so the other guys won't come and say, "Look, can you can you help me sort this out?" I've got a bit. Of, there's one or two that I've mentioned it to, and they have listened to what I've said. Um, I won't mention names because mm -hmm. they they are well-known players. But um, I mean, I'm sure Peter wouldn't mind me mentioning his name. I've helped him get his head right over the years because he used to be one of the, the worst folders I've, I've ever known. Fantastic player, but as soon as he threw a dart that didn't go where he wanted it to, he'd shake his head, and he'd still be thinking about that three or four throws down the line, and he'd end up losing. Mm. Um, so it, it was a lot of work to get him to forget the bad dart he's thrown. Now he's doing that, look where he is. It's... Mm. Uh, you know, there, there are other there are other things um, I've helped other players with, but as I say, it's very very minute for the people that will actually listen and the need for it as well, because they they think they can do everything of themselves and you can't. When I was having a hard time with my game, I went and had a chat with Michael Smith, um, you know, uh, and he he helped me sort my my gremlins out that the that were there for that particular couple of months. And look at you now. I mean, there's still still plenty of more opportunities for you, Merv, and no no sign of it letting up. I mean, do do you think the end is in sight at any point, or is it just well, I hope you still not, feel like the fourteen year old lad? <laughs> um, I I still feel like I'm in my twenties, apart from when I get up and ache. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I hope the end isn't in sight. I as I say, I've fell in love with the game again, so. It's a case of um, I want to play, so I don't want that end to rear its ugly head. I, I want to be able to carry on for, I don't know, another five or six years 
another 10 years, who knows? Um, all, all depends. And um, while I'm still enjoying it and while I'm making money at it, I will carry on. Another decade of Mervyn King. The Merverts will be delighted, Merv. <laughs> Mervyn there, the original interview was about twice as long. I'd have been here all day if I hadn't mercilessly hacked out some of it. Um, I would imagine the stuff he was saying at the end, Wayne, probably chimed with you, where it was like, players, a lot of players don't want to take any advice whatsoever, and even yeah. trying to offer any is seen as an insult. As a coach, you probably yeah. have experienced that a lot, haven't you? Yeah, very much so, Dan. And, and as he was as he was saying it, I'm like, I, I get it. I get it completely. When you're outside of being a professional, which I am now, mm. uh, I will get, I will get kind of, uh, players. And I mean, kind of umpteen players, loads of players, uh, just asking me the odd question. When I was a player, no one would ask you anything mm. because, Oh, you don't ask, you don't ask a, a potential opponent. You don't ask someone trying to achieve the same thing as you. You just don't do that. And you don't, you don't show weakness and it, it can be seen if you offer, advice especially when when someone is kind of beating around the bush not really asking for it but you you give it to them mm. because you think that they want it and that can come across as like being really kind of pushy are you are you taking the the, the micro out of me and and even kind of condescending mm. uh it can come across as, as all those things and yeah i, I get that and it's, it's interesting with merv because he He's worked so hard on his own game, and he says that. Mm. He says that uh, that he's found out a lot of things that work and don't work. So he would have he would have a lot to offer. And there's a lot of players that that don't need to practice as much as Merv. And with all that practicing he's doing, he's learning about the process of throwing. And that's why I, I, I would say that there's a difference between being a coach and being able to offer advice than knowing a great deal. You need to, you need to be, you need to be able to convey that information that you know. Mm. And I'm, I'm assuming Merv, Merv, Merv Kangs, he speaks quite, he speaks eloquently enough. He'd be able to do that. And there are a lot of players on tour that, that could seek uh, Merv's advice, but, but won't because they, they see him as, Oh, I might play him. What if I play him in the, in the match play, what if I play him in in the world championships? Or, oh, oh, that'd be awkward. Well, don't worry mm. about it. Fix your game, and if you do play him, you, you might win. Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting when he said that. You know, I mean, I talked to him about it before, and he did spoken on on Facebook, I think, uh, about when he talked to Michael Smith uh, about it was just changing his practice routines and sort of freshening things up. I think because he felt that he yeah. was getting a bit stuck in a rut. But that, this is a guy who's. Who's had an astonishing career? Still has an astonishing career. I mean, that Players Championship yeah, Finals runner-up spot. I mean, it was his first major final yeah. in six years, but it was like his eighteenth yeah. overall across a quarter yeah. of a century. I mean, look, we've yeah. talked about longevity in in this sport being an incredible thing in, in any sport, but particularly in darts. But to still be doing that and genuinely throwing some of the best stuff he's he's ever thrown. Uh, recently, yeah. I, I think it's just incredible. But even he was felt okay in going and asking for advice for a man who's half his age, and and it worked. Yeah, because he he gets it, he gets mm. it, Dan. He he understands. He, he understands that. And he mentioned uh, during that the love of the game is back. The love of the game. That's why I want to play more, practice more, win more. Look, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you won't do it well. Because the concentration's not there, just the want's not there. The the will to practice, the will to to succeed is just not there if you're not enjoying it. And I, I'm I'm an admirer of his work ethic. Always have been. Always have been. From back in my like BDO days, uh me and Merv, we uh we used to practice a bit together on the on the days of, of play. Uh I remember playing him in the, the final of the, the Dutch Open one year in, in two thousand. Uh, most of that day we were practicing together and then just a few months later uh, we've met again in the final of the British Open and he got his revenge on on that that particular day but we were practicing together then because I knew I knew he could help me 
And I didn't want to play with people that were just going to muck around. I wanted to, because mm. that was my job. That was, my mucking around is always on my terms. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, Dan. It's all, <laughs> me being the clown, me being the clown is always on my terms. And if someone did it in a game and I didn't like it, I, yeah. I made it known. It's like, it's hey, my me. circus. I'm the, and yeah, I'll yeah, pack, I'm, it, pack I'm up my big sack. top and go home if you're not going right. to play by my rules. That's yeah. right. I'm... I'm the clown. I'm the clown, and and I dictate matters when clownery is is going to happen. And look, I, I'm like I said, I I like Marvel a lot. And there's ways of being, and you've said it for 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 the best part of 25 years. He's he's been brilliant. There's his game is quite high maintenance, and mm. I talk about the practice and everything else. He needs to do that because otherwise. His timing can go, and we've seen him struggle. He, he can release late. He can start to float them, and uh, uh, he, he can make it look hard work. When when he's playing well, it looks anything but hard work. It looks simple, and there's there's testament to to him that how he's still throwing the same way because he's nurtured it he's got that ability that look you spoke about from from a, a, even before he was a teenager but he's kept at it and he knows how good he can be so he's never changed the process his way of throwing is like steve beaton's yes not as effortless it's like barney's yes it's not as effortless it's more hard work than them but but in that phrase i used hard work and that's what mervin is all about is and it's certainly paying off uh, an absolute stalwart of the game. You couldn't have the stalwart yeah. is the exact word for Mervyn King and still mixing it with the big boys, what, forty years after first picking up a dart. I just turned it on. The crowd starts going, ooh, semi. You just gotta hold it now. When they're going in like that, easy. And I enjoyed it. Oh here we go. Turned on. Absolutely brilliant. I'm very quick and I'm, Ooh, I'm not spamming my boat off too much. Whoa. I was enjoying it that much. I thought, well, why not? You know, enjoy it. I've still got the stamina. Brilliant. Turned on. And that's how I do it. I just, whoa. I just turned it on then. That's the whole point. Right, let's get on with it. Semis. Whoa. I'm spamming my boat off. You know, enjoy it. Tonight, I'm going to go and enjoy it again. Hopefully, I'll perform as well as I have done. I just turned it on then. I can sit and watch everybody else sweat now. Right, we still don't really know what this year's going to look like <laughs> at the darts. Uh, but if last year's anything to go by, there's going to be a lot of it. It's just going to be where it, where it happens and when. That's going to be the big question. Um, so I thought we'd give you guys, the good listeners of the Good Darts podcast out there in Hungary, apparently, uh, our ones to watch for 2021. Uh, Wayne and I each get three picks of players we think are going to have good years. So we're going to break right. it up rather than just picking like Price, MVG, right, which would seem like a sensible decision. We're going to have, you get one player from like the top 10, top 16. You can have one player around the sort of top 32. And then somebody, somebody new, somebody way down, somebody who's only had a year on the tour or you expect to come through Q school right. or is stepping up to the tour, something yep. like that. So <clears throat> who do you want to pick for your big boy? Who are you expecting to have a good 2021? Right. Now, there's there's good 2021s for some people, and then there's there's winning, if that makes mm. sense. Because some people can have a great year without without winning anything, can't they? Yeah, they can absolutely. Just progress. You know, make some they major finals nicely. and stuff like that. You'd think, oh, that's a good year for a lot of players. If MVG does it, then you'd think, well, that's, yeah. that's not enough. He's got to win them. Now, I'm not saying that it's getting to the point of no return but Michael Smith needs to win mm, interesting. I, I'm beginning to think I'm beginning to think he now needs to win because he no one's too good not not to win things no one because it doesn't work that way does it no it, it just doesn't doesn't you can put yourself in uh 10 20 30 finals if you're not good enough on that particular day you're not going to win them uh, the fact that you keep getting there is testament to how good you are when you're 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 good enough on on that particular day. I, I think it's a massive year for Michael Smith. He's mm. no longer a kid. Uh, he's he's got a family of his own, and he, the petulance is kind of that's kind of gone. He's just sometimes that little bit erratic, and he's not used to winning 
big matches often enough anymore. And do you know what? A couple of years ago, he was, wasn't he? He was just mm. failing at the last hurdle. Well, he might now not even be in the Premier League, might he, this year. So it's, he's probably going to have to go This is what I'm saying and... about... Yeah. yeah. This is another... It's another kick in, in, in the, the... Like uh, Merv said, the dog swingy things. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, was quite, that was quite good. But there's the thing, you know, but you've I, never you've never had a question of over Michael Smith's work ethic or anything like that, have you? It's just it's no, just got no. to happen. He wants it. He's trying so hard. So, but yeah. do you reckon? I mean, you know, we're picking out ones to watch. Do you believe that Michael Smith is going to win this year? Do you think that this is the year that it happens? Yes. And do you know what I think is going to happen, Dan? Mm. I, I've made this up in my own mind, by the way. Because yeah. it obviously hasn't happened yet. Right, this is how I see it. He misses out on the Premier League. Yeah. And it's one of those moments when he gives it what on earth. Seriously. What, what's what gone on here? What? How can I not be in the Premier League? I am uh, a runner-up in the world. So I'm a match play runner-up, Premier League runner-up. I'm one of the most exciting players on the planet. I think it could it could be the the, the catalyst for him to... Right, I'm obviously doing something right because uh, he's been in the top ten of the world for the last sort of three, four years, maybe maybe even longer. Uh, I've reached all these finals, but why have I been left out? Mm-hmm. Why have I been left out? And if he's left out, I think it'd be the, the catalyst for it. If he isn't left out, do you know what? I, I, again, I'm hoping that he can find something within him to to kick on and win. Whilst he's a big hitter anyway. I want him to win this year. I really mm. do. For him, I think the sport would be better for him as a winner. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think I, I would love you to be right in in that one. I don't know if yeah. it is. The, the, the two names that sprung to mind when looking at this category, one I thought MVG himself, because I think we see a response from him. Um, I think we've, yeah. we've seen him getting better over the last couple of months. And even yeah. though he was absolutely obliterated by Dave Chisnell at the World Championship. Um, yeah. he, he's in, moving in the right direction and being knocked off that number one spot, I think we will see a response. I don't know if it's going to be like when Phil would see people challenge him and then it's almost like he, he reinvents the sport and finds a whole new yeah. level of play. I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure Got that it. can be done, but I'm certainly very excited to see what Michael Van Gerwen does. The other one I thought, it's one of these ones where you think a defeat might actually spur him on. And this is a guy who's almost the opposite of Michael Smith, good mates with him, incredibly talented, but sometimes you have questioned his work ethic. It's Joe Cullen. Yeah. And losing yeah. that game to MVG... When he's had a decent year, won a couple of titles, played some really good stuff, played that incredible game with Michael Van Gogh and still lost. I just wonder whether that might be the thing which kicks him up the backside and goes, you know what, for all the work I've been doing, I need to keep doing more. I need to keep at it because I've shown people what I'm capable of doing. And I know from two years ago when I thought I'd made it and I made semi-finals and quarter-finals of major tournaments and it was just I was just there that was me I'd arrived um he realized that he can't do that again so he's got to keep on going so Joe Cullen I I again there's a bit of wishful thinking in this but I think he's going to have a good 2021 and uh, I think it might mean him making his first major final somewhere along the line we shall see um, so yeah, there we go. He, he got a lot of stick. He got a lot of stick, Dan, didn't he, for not doing an interview after losing to Michael because he yeah. was he was so upset. Right, I think I'm gonna is... I'm gonna flip that. I'm gonna flip that. Right, say he does interview and give it. Do you know what? I'm really happy with the way I played, and and uh, at least I know now I can I can live with with like the best player on the planet, or not now, but he was at the time, uh, and and mix it with them over over a long enough format. He does the interview. He comes away and people are giving it. He don't believe he can win. He's happy yeah. to lose. He's happy exactly. to be out there and just compete. I absolutely loved it that he was devastated. It, he was devastated with losing. That that tells me there's there's more there. That tells me the belief is there. Good yeah. luck to him. It's not enough. What he's done is not enough. And it's not enough for Joe Cullen. That's the thing. It's not enough for, you yeah. know, for fans or people who yeah. want to see him become world champion or whatever. Of course. But for Joe Cullen, he's got to want it. And I think that that experience, hopefully, will make him stronger. Uh, we shall see. It'll be yeah. interesting. You go Michael Smith, I go Joe Cullen. I'm sure there's a lot of wishful thinking in our picks there, but we will see. It'll be nice if we're both proven to be correct. Um, who would you pick on the yeah. sort of fringes, the guy who might break through somewhere oh. around the top 32? I've got a couple of names in my head, I have to say. 
Well, I, I was pretty definite with my picks, I have to mm. say. Uh, do you know who I've liked the look of for a couple of years? And every time I watch him, it's like, you have got it. You've got it, but you, you've got to just control yourself a little bit. Willie O'Connor. Mm. Oh, interesting. It's not one I would have picked out, but I quite like that. No, I I like Willie. I, I He's got an aggression about his game and he absolutely detests losing. Mm. Now, normally these people that detest losing to the point of, uh, I'm not saying he wants to like go and blow up a, a some kind of cattery or something. I'm not saying that. <laughs> blow up a cattery. I, I don't even know why I thought of that. Thing. Do you know? Do you know what I've noticed with some of my throwaway comments? Some, and I, I think about these. Some of my throwaway comments are, are, are cat based. And I, I'm not sure I like cats, Dan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try dogs. and bring this not, into to popular usage. <laughs> to blow up a cat. <laughs> wow, amazing. Yeah, yeah I, go on. Don't yeah, let some, me stop some you. Things, some things that, that go around my noggin should remain in there. Uh, do you know what? I, I think he's underachieved quite quite massively because I do believe he's, he's a talented individual. He won on tour a couple of years ago, didn't he, if I remember rightly? Yes, might he even did, been, yes. Might even been last year. Might even been last year. I like him. I, I think he's got something. But in the majors, uh, I know he reached a quarterfinal in, in a, I think it was a Players' Championship or UK Open. Again, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I should... I should Had a good World Cup, didn't he, with I'd Steve Lennon? I'd a, yes, and I was going to say that. That World Cup where some of the darts he threw, I'm like, right, you've arrived. You've arrived. You, you're playing beautifully. You, you, you're now doing what I thought you could do. Well, then he, he kind of goes missing, but that was 2020. 2020 went missing for a, a lot mm. of people. But do you know what, Dan? I like him, and I want okay. him to achieve. Willie O'Connor, I like that. The the two that I've got in my head, and I'm, I'm it's a toss of a coin which one I'd go for. Ryan Searle, who we've spoken about many times yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree, yeah. And Luke Humphreys. And, and just every yeah. time, all the way through last year, watching Luke Humphreys going, you are playing incredibly and losing. Yeah. And it happened over and yeah. over and over again. And yeah. I don't think that can keep happening like that. I think he starts it winning. Won. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I don't, th well, it's one of two things happens, doesn't it? Either he carries on playing beautifully and starts winning or his standard decreases and he carries on losing. I think it's going to be the first one where he carries on playing brilliantly yeah. and, and starts winning games. I think Luke Humphreys is the one I'm going to pick. I think he's a fabulous player and it's just a matter of time before things start happening for him. Bit like uh, Dimitri Vandenberg, perhaps. Um, you yeah. know, he's it took him quite a while for things to... I mean, his, his pro tour form is still pretty abysmal, but he's just figured out how yes. to do it on big stages. Um, so I think it's going to be very exciting. What about from the depths of the rankings? Somebody who, who might not even be on the tour just yet or is stepping up. I mean, I, I know you really like Keen Barry. He's a tempting one, I would imagine. Um, yeah. Boris Koch, Mar Martin for... Kleermacher. I like those sort of names. Um, who have you gone, gone for? for uh, another Irishman. I've... Oh, yeah. And I mentioned, I mentioned him on Twitter a couple of days ago. I, I see something in Kieran Tian that I like. Ah, yeah, you have been mentioning Kieran T in a few times. That's uh, interesting. Do you know what? For a young man, and he's young, I think he's like six or seven years of age. I, <laughs> I, I like, I like how composed he seems. Mm. It, 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 obviously, it, it's not not that case all the time within because we 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 see uh, Jose de Souza get get completely and utterly rattled even though he looks like he doesn't care so we we know that that what's going on within is not always portrayed what's on the outside but i do you know what i i like the way he plays i like the way he plays i think he's got a a, a great way about him and he doesn't give a lot away he doesn't uh expend too much energy playing the game uh he seems like he's got a, a, a an abundance of ability and i wish him all the success in the world Oh, there we go. Interesting. I hadn't anticipated either of those, the Irish picks from you and Willie O'Connor and Kieran Tien, but I like them as picks. Uh, the one I, I've over, overlooked, Keen Barry, Karchmar, Clearmacker in the end, they're, they're all ones that were floating around my head. But the one I'm going to go for is David Evans. I really like oh, yeah, David Evans as player. a player. 
Yeah, it looks oh. like he's got got a lot. I mean, we've not seen him that much. He's been playing challenge yeah. tour stuff, done a lot of online darts, but played some really nice stuff on his debut at the World Championship. Saw him uh, a couple of times on the Pro Tour last year, and just looks like he's he, he can just walk into professional darts and and be good. Yeah, like I, I think he's yeah. going to be interesting to watch. I actually backed him to win the BDO Worlds, Dan. Oh, did you? I, How far did he yeah, get in I, that? I've seen him play. Did he lose early? Quarterfinal, I believe. Oh, quarterfinal. Okay. No, quarterfinal. He lost to, uh, oh, uh, was it Van Bogengard? Oh, Van den uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Can't, can't quite recall. Come here, me little Jackie. No, I've smoked me bucky. Have a bit of cracky till the boat comes in. I'll read Paul Nicholson fact-checking service here. Back once again for the Renegade Master. Just to let you know that David Evans did make the quarterfinals in the BDO World Championship, having knocked out Nick Fulwell and the number three seed Richard Veenstra. He was beaten 5-3 by Mario van den Buchara. Anyway, I'd best be cracking on. I've got a stotty in the oven and I don't want to wait no longer. But do you know what? I, I agree with you. I like your I like your picks better than mine. Uh, <laughs> should we switch? No, 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 no. Let, let, let's let's not let's not. But I, I I like David Evans. I I really fell in love with his his action even more uh, when he was when he was playing Russ Smith. I was doing the commentary, and I'm sure at one point I was just like, oh, <laughs> oh, this is magnificent. Oh. Well, I think we'll be seeing a seven lot more scored. opportunities. No, no, no. Well, it, it doesn't. It yeah, but it's a stylish seven. A stylish seven. Oh, That's it's the way you do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Listen away, Mardle. It's all about how you do things, not not actually what you achieve. That's that's the most important. Correct. Achievements um, are overrated. Achievements are overrated, which is why I've steadfastly refused to accrue any myself. Uh, however, somebody. <laughs> will achieve something worthwhile in darts next week because uh, the Masters just around the corner. Darts will be back. We'll be back next week having yep. a look at the tournament. Uh, we'll give you our thoughts as well on, on who to back on the PDC Picks app, small stakes betting to win cash prizes. Remember, you've got to be 18 years of age at least, resident in the UK. Terms and conditions apply. Please gamble responsibly. If you don't, Wayne Mardle will blow up your cattery. And if you or a friend has problems with gambling, visit begamblerware.org. Oh, I'm a cat, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs>